Welcome to Bald Move Pulp, the officially unofficial home for our Loki coverage. Aaron, we're here today to talk about Season 2, Episode 1, Ouroboros. Uh, new season, new Loki, new timeline. How you feeling? I was scared, you know, because we came off Ahsoka, which kind of started off okay and then got really strong and then kind of just really kicked us in the crotch on the way out, and I'm like... At least I got Loki to look forward to because we really like Loki. That was like I think that's the shining jewel of honestly all the D plus the Andor and Loki. The, mm-hmm. the each side mm-hmm. of the house, the mouse house has got one shining jewel. And then you know my north star in terms of television criticism is Alan Seppenwall, and he blistered this thing. He says it was this is really? a, a not fun season. It's it's drugged down by techno babble and. This and that, and and I don't know. Maybe we'll see some of these cracks showing up in the weeks to come. But I was scared going into to my screening last night, and I watched it, and I was delighted. I threw it was funny, it was gorgeous to look at. Um, I don't have a problem with the te- the the techno babble. I'm an old school Star Trek fan. You know, you get uh, 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 the Ouroboros talking about the time stream. And I don't how do I know he's wrong? I've been working those pneumatic time tubes for 500 years. This guy has. So (laughs) as as, as long as they remember what they're saying and they don't contradict themselves at a later date, like I don't give a fuck how many flux capacitors or, or sonic plungers or time looms are involved. I'm. And it was just so funny. Like I thought that that was like the point, like the the techno babble being laid on thick was a uh, 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 funny as like just seeing how glazed over. Oh, like these are very important things. And Owen Wilson's in this enormous Michelin man suit, just eyes mm-hmm. glazed over with all this shit that Worry short rounds telling skin. him, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kwi Kwan, who who was delightful. Like again, mm. yes. Watching this guy, uh, you know, he's got this gear and he's got the James Bond gear. He kind of hit for a scene or two. And he's just it's just so much mm-hmm. fun. Um, it's just it was just so much fun. Like, I got everything yeah, I yeah. wanted out of this. I was worried that we wouldn't get as lot of one me Masaku um, because she was like in like one scene of the, the trailer I saw. But she's like mm-hmm. very well integrated. Like, it does feel like I, I was worried about how they would reestablish what's going on with you know like Loki trying to explain it, but that I you know that that's that was neatly dodged. Um, yeah, not enough Sylvie, but you know what? That's just the first episode. It's yeah. uh, I, I I liked it. I really liked it. Well, how about you? Yeah, I'm with you. I had a blast with this episode. I, the techno babble. Look, I'm a Star Trek fan. Techno babble doesn't bother me mm-hmm. that much. Um, if if it's in purpose of something else and in this case it was in the per, in the pursuit of comedy i thought above everything else you know you can say this episode looks gorgeous it sounds great it's well acted but it's very funny i found every joke that they went for landed uh mobius we, we've seen his brand of humor and it still works this season uh okay kwan getting him in here I thought was amazing uh, and the interactions between them like the way he's just so laissez-faire about the possible fate of losing all of uh, Owen Wilson's skin I think is amazing <laughs> that the whole skin thing like the skin thing tickled me like nothing else in this episode him writing skin question mark in the dust on the side of monitor <laughs> so funny dude I love that stuff I, I thought top to bottom this was super entertaining here's the one thing that slightly worried me Okay. 
it seems like they're going to collapse this back down to one timeline. And I, one of the things I was really looking forward to this season is for it to get weird with time, uh, with timelines and branches and multiverses. I'm a little worried that it's not going to get as weird as I wanted it to. Why do you think they're going to collapse? Because I, I, I don't think that at all. Why do you think they're going to collapse at the one timeline? Well, they've pulled Loki out of the time stream. So now he is just definitively in this timeline again. Um, he's mm-hmm. not jumping around, right? I, not I'm, uncontrollably. I'm, like he could still have like a time, you know, one of those, what do they call the time? Uh, he could go through a time door. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That kind of stuff. Sure. Um, there are definitely avenues for them to to get there, but like when they started off, they they had Loki jumping through time in kind of uncontrollable ways, and I'm like, oh, this could be interesting with the multiverse mm-hmm. and the He Who Remains. Now, now maybe She Who Remains. Uh, I'm not certain what the status mm-hmm. is there, but like, and then they he who that is back remains at this point. <laughs> uh huh. Maybe yeah, perhaps. Uh, so. I don't know. That, that's just like the most minor of worries because I'm sure they have something up their sleeve and they're going to mess with the timelines. It's just they shut one of those doors and I was like, oh, I expected that door to remain open. Yeah. And one of the, one of the, what I thought was the funniest and the, the neatest, the niftiest of performance from Kei Kwan was his realization in real time that things are happening to him in the past. Yes. Like, I don't have one of those. Oh, wait. Yeah, I actually do. And just... The way he just plays that totally straight and like uh-huh. and all the way that Loki kind of like enjoyed needling uh, Mobius for like, you know, obviously he's trying to go in here smooth like, oh, yeah, buddy, you know, like they're good friends when they've only met once on accident. And uh-huh. and Loki's like, yeah, tell us about the time. I, I thought that was because usually it's the other way around, you know, like Mobius is blowing his spot up about some kind of shady thing. He's scheme, scheme. It's like very low stakes, but just funny, just the, yeah. just the easygoing chemistry, um, the comedic timing that they all have. Um, mm-hmm. and I expect that from like, you know, Owen Wilson and, um, cause he's done a lot of comedy work, but it's always a pleasure to see people like, uh, uh, Tom, uh, Hilston, uh, be able to you know do a complex kind of physical humor uh verbal wordplay and mm-hmm. uh it's, it's just a lot of fun yeah he, he's very good at that stuff too the, the physicality of tom hiddleston is amazing like the, the one of the things that struck me and it's such a simple thing is when they're walking down this hallway and uh ikei kwan has this book that's something about the manual for the extractor or mm-hmm. something and he tosses it back to him and hiddleston it's like kind of out of his reach but he just kind of uses his long ass six foot yeah. five arms or whatever he uh-huh. is Snatch to reach it. over grab it and yeah i don't know how many times they did that uh where he missed the book but it it looks really yeah his physicality is really good yeah um it, it's yeah it's it i i like that scene too i i, I they must have expunged all the incidents of the timeline where he missed the book but yeah, uh totally uh-huh. <laughs> it's just stuff like and that's just like throwaway it's not like that wasn't a big thing that like no, oh, everybody no. laugh it was just it's and i that's the thing i consistently had a smile on my face throughout this episode mm-hmm. um and they're doing so... some interesting things with uh you know what comes next right like b15 goes over to where they're sort of prepping to catch sylvie i guess but there's way more equipment and way more soldiers going through than she thinks there needs to be yeah Uh, there's a whole fucking army actually doing are they 
you know, are there infinite Sylvies now? All come, like let there are a lot of questions yeah. around that, and I'm excited about and, that. And they're led by an especially severe looking Kate Dickey, which is saying something. Yes, uh, yeah. as General, what was her name? General Mod, General Docs, I think. Docs, yes, General yeah. Docs. Uh, I thought that was great too, like Lisa mm-hmm. and with another fucked up son relationship, maybe. <laughs> I don't know what this. This is the only guy with his name on his gloves. Did you see that? X five is yeah. X X five was X five or B? Is he B, is he X five or B five? I thought it was B five. Is it X five? I think he's X five. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. I probably just wrote that B five because all the other hunters are B dash yeah. something or other. But um, he might be a special class of hunter. Yeah, you know, because like, like there's some special relationship. But I thought that like uh, one me doing that like ew kind of. <laughs> Nikki <laughs> uh-huh. thing um, was kind of nice. Uh, yeah, I. Hey, I mean, I respect Alan Supplement a lot, and he's I think probably seen the entire series, if if not everything but the finale. So it, sure. it still gives me pause for him to be like, yeah, I, I, I gave a negative review and of the series, but I this first episode has given me no real no cause for uh, for pause. Yeah, same here. All right, let's get in the recap then. Yep. Uh oh, the timeline's branching. We'll be right back. Here's what's new in premium content for our club members. No lunch this week, as I'll be traveling on vacation, but get ready for next week when we have the rare, elusive, dare I say, premium lunch with Talitha and Aaron. And while you're waiting for the return of the king, don't forget May is the time to switch your Patreon tiers to make sure you maintain your full benefits by June. Stop by support.ballmove.com to check your Patreon levels to see the new benefits and decide which one is right for you. And finally, tickets are now on sale for Badass Fest 6. Come meet us live and in person, watch a mystery badass film with us, and then hear us record the podcast right there in front of you in a theater packed with Bald Move fans. Get your details and your tickets at baldmove.com slash live. If you want more Bald Move in your life, head over to support.baldmove.com right now to find out how you can get tons of bonus audio and video content plus ad-free feeds. try to make it super easy to support making podcasts at bald move just join the club but some people aren't a joining type or maybe they're already in the club but want to add a little bit of gratuity for an especially great season of coverage or for podcasts that really spoke to them or gave them that bit of support in a tough time for these and for whatever other reason you might have our tip jar is always open head over to support.baldmove.com and click the donate option to say hey keep doing what you're doing we appreciate it Once again, check out support.baldmove.com for all the great ways to help me and Jim keep making the podcast you love. The TVA is watching. Here's more Loki. Uh, Let's talk about the the intro first, because I was just wondering something. Do you think they'll change this Marvel intro once they start recasting some of the heroes? Or is this going to be like a historical document? 
because I noticed, you know, Robert Downey Jr. is still in there, and they haven't recast Iron Man, but like, but the, but they definitely have added, like, you know, you'll see uh-huh. occasionally Simo Lu will be there, and uh, I, I kind of hope from they... the new Marvels is in there too. So like, they're adding to I, it. It might be historical. I kind of hope that they like. I think as you continue to grow, that you can't have like Chris Evans and Robert Downey and Chris Hemsworth and everyone, but it'd be nice to have at least one or two of them. Like throw in ScarJo, throw in. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, maybe uh, in movies where they appear, right, or shows where they, or appear. No, or even if they don't, just like you know, just like throw like a, yeah, like Captain America, Chris mm-hmm. Evans as Captain America is important to the MCU. Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man is important to the MCU, and I would like to always see at least one tribute to the classic era, the Phase yeah. One era. Um, but like maybe that's the thing is like you have to make sure you have a representation of every phase. That would be kind of cool. But yeah, I would yeah. hate it to be just like the last year's worth of Marvel movies. That would suck. Mm-hmm. Let's get Lou Ferrigno in there. There you go. Yeah. They get the Italian Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, let's start off with Loki. He is running from Mobius and the TVA security. No one knows who he is in this timeline. And he's able to evade security. And then he's transported to another timeline where people do know him. Uh, fortunately, he's transported away again. He's hopping back and forth. Why is Casey so funny? Uh, I don't know. I think it's his total absence of neck, even though he looks like a guy who should have a neck. Okay. You know, sometimes like you see like uh, every human being has a neck, but like sometimes you'll see those strong men. You know, the guys that like play the mountain on game and they don't have a neck because it's buried under 18 inches of slabs of muscle. Mm-hmm. This guy looks like he's got that going on, except for he's got the physique of your average, you know, uh, Office Depot employee. And it's just fun. <laughs> and I, I think they're doing it with costuming or maybe he's doing it. But it's like his facial it expression. Just, it's that it's it's definitely the performance. But part of the performance is the, the he just looks we he just looks funny. He's He's constructed funny. He's bringing a lot of good play synergy with him for me. Like there I mean, you go, because I, like I bring a lot of baggage with that character. Wait, was he in the good place? Yeah, he's like, isn't he like Donkey Doug's dad or something? I f- I forget who he is. He's he's related to. Oh uh, no! Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. I, I thought you were just in a generic. Like he's like one of the lesser angels, or he's one no, of the like, no. like because yeah, he's got that kind of like. Not simple, not naive, but kind of in that, like you know, mm-hmm. in that area. But he's I, a lot I just dumber like, in good place, but he's bringing that kind of good place face. I mean, with he him. feels pretty dumb in this. He feels pretty <laughs> dumb in this, Casey. But I, I just think every time he showed up, it was just pure comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like this mail cart scene and the implication that this mail cart driver just dies in this scene. <laughs> Loki crashes the cart in through the window hops out and the cart falls and this lady dies yeah I like that the TVA is ran like a James Bond villain headquarters where it's like there are massive OSHA violations people might scream and die but it's like treated with the same seriousness of like a a copy machine jam or like Mm -hmm. someone microwave fish in the micro uh, in, in the microwave like it's not it's not, oh, my God, stop everything, call the cops, and we need to get right. grief. It's just like, yeah. You might get ground up in the time stream here. You you might get spaghettified. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this a new TVA logo? I don't remember the old TVA logo. 
did they integrate some new stuff for the I new don't know. It Remains like it timelines? It seemed like it was the same. But we talked about the mm. comic timing here. Like, you know, Tom Hiddleston, like um, his Pratt Falls and his, you know, the the way the truck slowly fell off the window and the way the ball smells like all that stuff is just really funny. And it wouldn't surprise me if they like manipulated frames and editing to get it. Like, is this funnier? Is it funnier if it's like a half second later? Cause it just, I, 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 yeah, there's many times when I was on my rewatch, I was like, wow, why is this working as well as it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's because the actors and writers are extremely talented uh, I, I think that the stuff they're doing with the logo is really just to set up the crack later that tells you that he's in there's a time the future, jump. right? Yeah, there's because uh, there's three periods of time past. I believe we're seeing a past, a present, yeah. and then a future. Or yeah, it's maybe like a that's micro the, future. Or maybe that's the the last bit of the past. Like there's an idea that there was an, a, a, a cataclysmic a, a thing that happened to the TVA and it got reset into the hmm. post Kang time keepers. You know, fiction uh-huh, era. Uh-huh. Maybe. Maybe that's what it is. Now that I think about it. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, that crack he made in the past is still there in the... What I'm going to call the sacred timeline, I it's it's slightly different, right? Because the sacred timeline in the previous one... Was just one time didn't have it, it didn't have like the Jonathan Majors influence. Or maybe it did. I don't know. He prunes the well, wall at some point. It's revealed that I... He's kind of been it behind was, it all along, which we knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they yeah. didn't know. And yeah, he was behind. I think it was him and, and Miss Minutes running the TVA. Or yeah. Miss Minutes so was running is, the TVA. And probably Judge Rinsler, because yeah. that, I, that, that recording that they have of Kang, you know, talking about like sharing the power with her and almost made it mm-hmm. seem like it's they're like a king queen type of situation. Yeah, I'm curious to see, you know, that. that stuff with all the hunters and docs going after uh yeah. you know an infant sylvie's it could be going after renslayer because she's doing stuff so because we know she just kind of like bounced into a different timeline at the end of last yeah. season uh but we'll we'll get there uh so i'm gonna call this all the sacred timeline so we're back in the sacred timeline uh b15 says they should tell everyone the truth about the tva morbius isn't sure they're ready for that info and casey claims that loki was just here uh, but no one's really seen him other than Casey. The X5 tells Mobius that he's wanted before the judges council and B15 goes with him. And Loki appears again looking for Mobius. What is this X5? What's he getting out with the jet ski stuff? Yeah, I mean, obviously the jet ski was... So I forget exactly what happened with that, but I know that that is that is part of Mobius's former life, right? He right. was way into jet skis uh, before he was mm-hmm. pruned and made, uh, or you know, before he was. Uh, and he always had that vestigial, like I think jet skis are cool, like you know, yeah. like I've heard of jet skis somehow, but I, I just the way X Five was like parading us around is more like the, the, he had this. Uh, the, the one thing I didn't quite understand is he had this whole era of like I am. In the mid and the height of the Red Scare, I'm one of McCarthy's interns, and I'm here to turn your shit over for you know bad thing, wrong thing, right? Like, oh, that's what I'm you're like, feeling. That's that? what I felt. Or was he just taunting him? It felt like taunting to me. It felt like, hmm. oh, I know about your past. Ha ha ha. I felt like but, an internals affair, eternal affairs Gestapo routine, kind of. 
or 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 maybe it's taunting him because they don't really believe him. Like, oh yeah, you're the jet ski guy, right? That's your former uh, life, and maybe right. Yeah, maybe it's a thing where like oh, that's stupid. Yeah, we're not variants. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. Anyway, the uh, guy who pruned Mobius uh, last season apologizes to him, and then they enter the judges' council chambers. Uh, Loki tries to follow, but he's in a different timeline, so he ends up in an empty room. Uh, and he hears this it's the same recording. war room. It's just this is the one with the can- all the kings on the wall. Yeah, yeah, same same judge council room. I don't know. Mm-hmm. He hears this recording from He Who Reigns, which is thanking Renslayer for being on his side. And things get interesting. Yeah, so Renslayer. I don't remember her exact status. I know that by the end of the season, she kind of reveals that she had known more than the rest of them. Um, So here it's kind of made clear that they were working together. It wasn't just at one point, but I don't know that she, that knowledge was intact. Cause like I, I, I think they're trying to tell a story of there was a a TVA like 1.0 that Kang was personally running, or maybe it was a council of Kang situation, because it's not just a one Kang face, it's like five. Uh-huh. Um, and that some major catastrophe like he was the timekeepers, the maybe? Yeah, yeah, and some catastrophe mm-hmm. befell the TVA, and then they rolled out TVA 2.0 that only the one Kang, he who remains, is the mm-hmm. master of, and he put in some kind of level of invisible management, you know, with the uh, Rinslayer and Miss Minutes and the, the timekeepers. It, timekeepers. Yeah. yeah, it's not clear to me how much Rinslayer knows of that, but clearly in the the 1.0 or whatever the 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 proto version of the TVA, he praises her leadership skills. Uh, mm-hmm. Thanks her for joining the team. Like it's a vol- like they they like she volunteered for it. Yeah, and uh, he says, you know, f- for all time, but he throws the phrase for us, like this was something mm. special between those two. Yeah, it's interesting. That's definitely possible. There have been multiple versions of this. That would make. And sense. they're going to go back to explore Kang's past. It looks like from what we saw in the preview materials. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm excited you know. for that. Uh, I don't know what to make because like this a big thing the other thing is I wonder about Alan Supple's review is like he seems like he had a hard time separating um, you know the the Jonathan Majors allegations versus the material hmm. which I get it Um, I looked in because like I guess the big the definitive article is written by Rolling Stones and I read that this morning and I just want to deal with this once and we don't have to talk about it for the rest of the season unless something new comes to light hmm. but um, there is a criminal case against Jonathan Majors. Um, it's my understanding that the person that accused him uh, has had like counter charges filed against her and she's fled the country. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is like, man, I for my North Star for like these accusations of abuse and stuff. It's like if the one comes up, you know, you always can have a crazy person that says crazy things. The second, like, multiple allegations start coming forward and you have multiple people saying, no, this, that, and people can start corroborating and verifying it, it's a really bad sign. Mm-hmm. And Jonathan Majors, in my mind, is in this situation where it's like, there's been one person that's come forward and accused, and then there's this article by Rolling Stones that cites 41 anonymous sources. And I'm like, 
but they're from all like there's people from back in his college days there's people from like his professional for personal they're all anonymous which that kind of bothers me but that's a lot of allegations um and it's it to be fair it's yeah. like it's not like it's not like it, it's it's some abuse but it's also just like kind of being you know i guess bad you know like maniacal um mm-hmm. and, and i i guess that's what i don't know it's like if if we're going to if, if he choked some woman obviously you know uh that that's 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 a huge problem but a lot of the stuff that people are alleging is like he yelled at me on set uh he said i wasn't taking this as seriously and he got angry and in my face about it and i'm like you would cancel half of hollywood if that was the bar from what i can tell because all like all these people seem crazy to me i mean yeah that's true if you lose your tempers all the time if in a 15 year so like i'm i'm trying you know like i i i i definitely you know think that we should be trying to make the world a better place hollywood included maybe hollywood especially to fucking talk that they talk about you know being better Mm -hmm. people right maybe they should take the the lead and and showing us what that's like but i don't know i i would like i i guess i guess we'll wait to see and then that's the thing is like disney that's the interesting thing. Disney is obviously going all in that he's going to be cleared of all these charges and there's actually no problem going forward. Man, that's I mean, that's a hard that's a hard one to parse. Um yeah, I don't know enough about it for sure. Um if it's just like getting angry, losing his temper on set and yelling at somebody, I don't care about that. Some of that, that stuff happens, is, sounds very like, like if Dave, he's, yeah. If it's if it's actual abuse, yeah, that's that's bad. I, I couldn't yeah. support that. So I don't know. It's 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 a shame that there's a cloud uh, hanging over the, the production, and uh, I think it's going to until like you know this stuff either gets you know he gets acquitted or goes away or what. But man, Disney is I think they had a unique chance yeah. to you know like he was killed, and there's a multiverse, and something could go wrong in the multiverse, and so now the Kangs look you know different. You know uh, they had that mm-hmm. opportunity, but now it's like this is Kang. They are committing to it. Uh, it's yep. an interesting choice. Interesting choice. High risk. High risk choice. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. And it seems like they're staking, you know, the next phase on it. It's not just going to be the next season of Loki, right? So. Yeah, yeah. Kang is we'll like, see. that's like this. That's their uh, uh, Thanos, it seems like, for this phase. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, well, let's go to Mobius and be fixed. B15 explaining to the judges and the general here what they learned about the TVA and why they stopped pruning and B15 makes a plea not to go back to pruning those branches for that reason. Uh, the judge agrees. And then Loki shows up. He prunes the wall, which I didn't even realize you could do. Uh, and it reveals the face of he who remains. And the general tells X5 to find Sylvie because she's the reason for this mess. Big assumption. I, I, the other thing that seemed like Alan had a problem with is he fundamentally threw up his hands and couldn't believe that this organization who was devoted to time pruning would, in a sudden change of heart, reverse that course of action. But when I saw the scene, number one, like it's I don't think it's fair to say the TVA is of one mind. Like sure. you've got two powerful figures. You've got uh, Judge Gamble and General Dox. General Dox is taking what appears to be a private army mm-hmm. and doing her own thing. Like she and she tells her, I think, son, that 
you know, like the timekeepers are fake, but their warnings were, were real and like nothing's changed for them. So it's like, I don't yeah. even understand the idea that like, oh, this whole organization has changed on a turn of bat. But the other thing is like, there's pretty fucking compelling evidence. They had the head of a timekeeper uh-huh. on the table. Loki <laughs> just head. revealed that in your own war room, there is a false facade that hides the fact that this Kang guy was in there. Like, I know we're all used to people just ignoring fucking evidence before them and doing whatever the hell they want, but like, it's also acceptable <laughs> to see evidence and change, you know, like, oh, yeah. oh my God, what if we are committing atrocities? Um, the very least it I, should give you pause, if not change your mind immediately. And I really like that idea too, because I think there's like, uh, that's a challenge we've had a lot in the 20th and probably going forward to 21st century. The idea that like uh, you as a member of a society or a culture or an institution or a country have done heinous things that you might not have realized was heinous at the time. And, and what do you do? Like, do mm-hmm. you like clutch to like the, the mission and you, even though you see now it's abhorrent, you just continue to do it and double down like uh, General Docs? Or do you find the personal courage to be like, yeah, I guess, man, we're going to have to, we got to, we're going to have to deal with all the shit that we've done. But the first thing we got to do is stop doing bad right now. Yeah. Like judge Gamble. Yeah. And I thought it was interesting that like the physically, physically frailest member of the council is the one that showed the moral conviction and bravery to like, okay, we're going to stop pruning until we figure all this stuff out. Mm-hmm. Um, and the militant, powerful general is the one that's like, fuck this. We're keeping on. I thought that was really, really interesting. Yeah, for sure. Uh, who is the third dude? Who's the third judge that's asleep in the proceedings? I don't know. I mean, he just stays asleep the whole time, so I he never interacts with anybody. I feel like um, there's a Simpson that, as episode where at the end of the thing, there's this this um, uh, Yakuza clan that comes to uh, do battle with. Oh, right. Uh, the Homer had got an infestation of mafia goons, and somehow, like the the, the he got this uh, the yakuza's the the battle them, and they're having this like gunfight slash martial arts thing on his front yard. And there's this little guy, like literally a little person, like a little Asian guy in like a ice cream suit, just standing on on the side of the yard looking at everything. And Marge tries to get him to pull his eyes away from this crazy gangster on Yakuza action. He's like, oh, Marge, you know that little guy when he finally pops off, it's going to be so cool. And he asked that as soon as he turns his back, you hear just like, like bodies go flying. And he's like, you know, you missed it. This guy's Uh sleeping's got to be a big deal, right? Like you don't have a dude sleeping in the middle of the war council while the world is ending. If he's not going to do something really funny or cool in the future, right? I wonder if he just has all the answers. Like, he's the guy who's actually been around long enough to know, oh, yeah, we've been working with Kang for ages. There was a 1.0 version about, yeah. of the TVA, but he's just missing all the This, like, all, happens all every cues. every couple thousand years, and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, he's just sleeping through it. I, I don't know. It's Chekhov's snorer. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. It was a little weird seeing him there because the shot kind of opens on him, and I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> Uh, and then yeah, we saw there's something the General Doxon X five. They yeah. have a special they have a special relationship of sorts. It feels Ugh. feels mother son. And if, if that's the case, and they 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 don't Kate they don't cast Kate Dickey in that role for nothing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like Kate Dickey <laughs> has had a long career. She's played a lot of interesting characters, but she is most well known for being a fucked up mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on Game of Thrones and way. The Witch. So. Yeah, 
clearly he's special to her for some reason keep your eyes on that all right loki tells mobius about their journey to the end of time and he says that sylvie's still there and war is on its way in the form of infinite he who remains is Um, mobius asks where he came from loki says uh tva in the past which mobius claims is impossible because time doesn't work that way here um, so he wants to consult Miss Minutes, but Loki says, nope, nope, she's working with He Who Remains, so instead he's going to take him to Repairs and Advancement. Um, God, there's this, this scene. Is the comedy, is man. So, this is it, so From funny. here to the end of the episode, the comedy does not stop. I When Loki's trying to explain, like, uh, here's what happened, and Mobius is like, oh, so you lost. And he's like, well, it was she a beat draw. You. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, he's, and he's like oh it was a draw you both kicked each other through time doors simultaneously that when it was it's funny is this like the goes loki's just given this breathless account of what happens and like that's what derails him oh so time. she beat uh-huh. you oh uh, yeah, like he's like drawing it and then him saying like you know when he's getting well i kept on calling it in my notes splinched because it looks it looks a lot like um what what when you, yeah and harry potter when an apparition goes bad they say you got splinched and oh and, okay uh, so like yeah loki's getting splinched all over the place here and um you know like he's like well, does it look because he's like does it hurt and he's like oh, it's fine and he's like well does it look bad and he's like i you know i don't and he finally confesses, like, yeah, it looks like you're being bored and you're dead at the same... You're dying at the same time, and... Uh-huh. Uh, it, uh... And, and also... And they cut when, over to that girl in the elevator, <laughs> which just cracked intern me intern standing in the corner the whole time for this conversation uh-huh. fucking sent me. And also, like, the idea that, like, what is bad for Loki? Loki has been throttled by the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. His frame of reference for pain... It's a little bit different mm-hmm. from all of ours. I'm pretty sure he's been yeah. hit by Thor's hammer. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah he's taken yeah, a beating. He, yeah, he's he's taken a shot or two. So, mm. um, and then, and then and the yet, other ways, like just the little comments that Owen Wilson is getting in here as as he's describing this. Oh, you kicked each other through time doors simultaneously, and mm. and look, he's like trying to cover, and he's he's talking about no, well, uh, you know, I wasn't trying to fight her, and he's like, look, Rinslayer kicked me down some steps too. I get it. <laughs> like, just yeah, I, the, the, the Owen Wilson he's doing it the whole. It's like he's also putting that kind of part of the performance in it the whole time, uh-huh. and I, it's it's delight. Um, the other thing I liked is like Loki kind of like going back over the moral decision that Sylvie made for them. That like mm. you know from his mind and from mine too. It's like there isn't it, it's not an easy choice. Like the devil you know versus a million devils you don't. Yeah. Um, and we're seeing evidence even in this episode that the time before the he who remains was a bad time. Like he like because that Sylvie's whole philosophy is well, he's lying. This is another control mechanism. Starting mm-hmm. to see evidence that no, there's there's some real devastation now. Mm-hmm. Maybe there is a third path of less devastation, but I don't think the he who remains behind is lying about the essential problem with the Kangs. No, in a lot of cases the villain lying about something would be the most interesting option. I think it's exactly the opposite here. The villain telling the truth is, is beyond imagination uh, as far as how bad it is mm-hmm. for the world. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what comes of that. Uh, and then Loki gets introduced to Ouroboros, which is played by Hey Q Kwan. Uh, yeah, sorry. K Q Kwan. <laughs> 
his name is not easy for me to say uh he is familiar with his time slipping but he can't fix it so and then loki slips back into the past and starts working with the past version of ouroboros to give future ouroboros everything he needs to stop loki's time slipping and we find out that mobius needs to get the temporal aura extractor to the temporal loom to extract loki from the timeline at the same time that he prunes himself and that will permanently anchor him in this timeline we did mention another part of the comedy is like all that dialogue that we we're talking about was delivered in like this epic Aaron Sorkin style walk and talk, except mm-hmm. for the walking is happening through progressively more demented sections of the T. Like you're just like, he's just taking him on these long elevators, these long corridors, this like more and more derelict and bowly and basement looking part of the TVA until they arrive. Yeah. At Ouroboros's lair. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, this is just really funny. Like, Loki fucking with uh, Mobius about the discomfort of him needing information from this guy who is also relentlessly cheerful and upbeat, even though it's like he's like Milton from The Office, except for he doesn't know enough to be offended by it or feel a certain way about it. Like, oh, this is my friend yeah. that stumbled upon me accidentally 500 years from now and never went back and bothered to, to go back and, and visit me again. Uh yeah, well, time doesn't work the same way. Maybe 400 years there is the blink of an eye, right? Maybe that's like, oh, a bathroom break in a typical yeah. office. And this is how cheerfully it is about, it's not possible to time slip in the TVA. And then Loki does it right in front of him. And Woden's like, he, you know, Morbius is like, he just did it right now. Do you believe it? He's like, yes, oh, I'm having trouble reconciling that. Yeah. <laughs> and him doing that in multiple different timelines simultaneously was just, it's just really funny. It's all the comedy. It's a well-constructed scene. Very well, very well. Uh, Repairs and advancement. What about this particular job or place strikes you as a repairs and advancement department? It seems like people sending these little bits of metal and then he hammers them like hammers them back into shape and sends them back. And they also hint that he might be aside from. Kang and Rensselaer one of the founding members because he intimates that he created the time loom that he wrote the instruction manual Mm -hmm. he might have been one of the early earliest recruits Um, I mean he seems like a pretty brilliant guy the advancement part of it might be ironic because he talks about how he's been here for 400 years completely alone and the last visitor he had was Mobius 400 years ago so like the accidental yeah yeah, the the advancement part might be a little ironic. But I think that the idea is that he's capable of it. It's just their mission has been static. And maybe it used to because like he's also uh, like okay. talking about redoing the loom in real time to handle multiple so that'd be an advancement, mm-hmm. right? So sure. he's been mostly sure. repair since Kang, yeah. he who remains took over. Is what is what again, none of this is canon. This is just what I'm putting together from what they're mm-hmm. telling me. Yeah. I think repairs and advancement is just meant to be, you know, kind of a funny name for this department, but we'll see if it's important. You're listening to Loki with Bald Move. We'll be right back. Since the dawn of time, we've been putting clothes on our back that identify us with our people, our group, our tribe. And why Bald Move might be one of the smallest, weirdest tribes out there, transcending all concepts of border, class, culture, and creed, we still have respect for the old ways. 
At support.ballmove.com, you can get t-shirts, hats, mugs, and more. We have something for every one of our podcasts, or just wear the four pips of the Bald Move logo with pride. Bald Move merch beats running around naked, and they make a great gift for the Bald Move fan in your life. Join our tribe! Head over to support.baldmove.com and click on merch to start shopping. Commission podcasts are an awesome feature here at Bald Move that allows you, the individual listener, to decide what we talk about for a single podcast. The community loves it because it often leads to fun fan favorite films and TV shows that we've overlooked getting the coverage they deserve. And we love it because we're constantly exposed to great stuff that's not even on our radar. The way it works is simple. You go to support.baldmove.com and you click on commissions. Then you pay the flat rate for the commission and tell us what two-ish hours of content you'd like us to make podcasts on. Then we'll contact you for details, advanced feedback, and any dedications you'd like to make. Then we watch the thing, discuss the thing, turn it into a podcast, and pump it right into your ears. We get consistently great feedback on how much our commissioners love their podcast, and they make great gifts for the dedicated Bald Move fan in your life. And who knows, that dedicated fan could even be you. Treat yourself. Check out support.baldmove.com for more info. You've been listening to quite a few Bald Move podcasts now, but you're not in the club? Whoo boy, you are missing out. Not only are all of our premium club podcast feeds completely ad-free, but we have lots of other great content exclusively for people in the club. There's a weekly lunch with Jim and Aaron where we chat with fans about anything and everything from TV and films, food, fun, life advice, and more. But there's also Off the Clock, our premium podcast where we talk about all the shows we don't have time for on our public feeds. Plus, you get access to our full spoiler-filled first-run movie reviews of our newly released films. Don't forget Instant Take and Talk Podcast, where we give our hot takes and discuss television shows with our fans live and immediately after the episode airs. With mega shows like House of the Dragon coming this summer, we're going to have lots to talk about. Not to mention access to our fun and friendly community of club members with exclusive Discord channels and a dedicated forum. It's one of the best places on the internet to hang out and chat about pop culture. Bottom line, you're helping two regular type guys in the Midwest make the content you like to listen to, which some would say is rewarding to itself. Help keep the lights on and the bits flowing at Bald Move. And get some awesome content for yourself. Head to support.baldmove.com to join the club today. commercial from the timeline we're back with more loki uh he also hasn't been able to sleep for 400 years he says you know if i sleep the the work orders just kind of start piling up so i don't sleep yeah and he's got that kind of energy mm-hmm. uh a power surge happens and obi who i'm, I'm gonna now call or boris obi uh he's really bothered by it they all head for the temporal loom with b15 joining them on their way obi claims the temporal load is being uh, the temporal loom is being overloaded by all of the unpruned timeline branches and they'll have to close the blast doors while he tries to retrofit it to handle all of them. But first they need to get Loki out of the time stream. Um, and it has to be done before they close the blast doors. Otherwise they'll be lost to time forever. And 
Mobius will lose all of his skin, <laughs> more importantly. And Loki will be spaghettified. Uh, yeah, but Mobius will lose all of his skin. That's yeah. the better part to me. Like for some reason, I, I'm with I'm with Mobius here. There's there's a worse fate than being spaghettified, and it's losing all of True. your skin. Because Mobius, because Loki's like, will you be alive? He's like, what's your quality of life without skin? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I like the warning because I paused it when they're going into the big red door, and the big red door is framed by every international warning sign you've ever seen, and probably a bunch invented nice. for this show. And mm-hmm. then there's big font at the bottom that like is leading up to it that says, "Temporal radiation levels escalate exponentially beyond this threshold. Likelihood of spaghettification increases seven thousand percent." Which I thought is hilarious. Awesome. Like seven thousand percent, really? It's seven thousand uh-huh. percent. It's just, it's just really funny. Yeah. And the term spaghettification is pretty amazing. I love scientists. They come up with the 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 uh the idea that the gravity towards the event horizon of a black hole is so we're used to the smooth gradient of gravity coming out from a planet, like you know, where it just gets you know, it's, it's the inverse law, just halves off. The gravity is so fucking strong that the tidal forces between like your head and your feet. And the fact is you're going faster and faster, but slower and slower that you will just be stretched mm-hmm. to infinity. You will never fall into the black hole. It will take you, you, you will, you will see the heat death of the universe proceed around you as you slowly are stretched out. That's spaghettification. A scientist like yeah. d- describe that process as like, Oh, it's like a pasta maker. <laughs> you can see <laughs> the what? universe dying, but no one can see you dying because you're in the yeah. black hole being spaghettified. That's, That's why kind of amazing too. The, the subatomic particle spins are like up, down, left, right, blue, green, happy, sad. I mean, it's like the the, the, the uh, theoretical scientists just go wild. They go wild with their Ragu terminology and naming things. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You get ling- you get linguinified. Uh huh. Uh, no, it's amazing. And man. So here's the problem I'm going to have all season, I'm sure, is in the recaps, because with all the time jumps and all the ways that they're playing with the different times, it's really hard to recap any one of these scenes because three different scenes are happening at the same time mm-hmm. in, two, in three different timelines. What are you going to do? I'm just going to try and do my best. Uh, Presumably they've watched the episode. This isn't like yeah, The Walking yeah. Dead where people are relying on us to convey what's happening. So I don't think so. That'll help a lot. Yeah. Uh, so B-15 goes to help track down Sylvie and uh, then the the boys get into some trouble Loki jumps forward in time to the point that Mobius is already suited up ready to go outside and he uh, goes out and he launches this extractor as Loki is like frantically searching for this time stick to to prune himself he's lost and, yeah and then he hears the phone ringing and he follows it over to an elevator where he sees Sylvie uh and it gets pruned from behind. Is it from behind? I thought I got the distinct impression Sylvie pruned him. You think Sylvie came there and pruned him? It Maybe. came right to his chest. Why did you say it's from behind? B- because you. So the did way he turn I around? viewed it, no, the Was way I viewed he... it is as he's disappearing, you don't see the pruning stick until he starts dematerializing, and then it shows up. So oh. that to me says it was from behind. I it could be an infinite a... number of Sylvies, right? It could still be Sylvie. Hmm. All right. Well, that's like I said, I, I, I have to rewatch. Because I, I thought for sure it came from, but you're right. I guess if I, 
wasn't paying attention and I saw that sticking out and it was just dissolving from the energy effect I might have yeah, might have come from behind but I, I assumed, assumed it was Sylvie Sylvie found and she's like somehow aware because she's the master of time now and she's kind of helping him that would definitely but, make sense too um, but that's also um, I think we're seeing the end yeah what the hell is she doing there because like if I this is this I, I thought this is like towards the end of the uh, the TVA 1.0 timeline like that is building is being destroyed is that the consequences that of what she did to he right. who remains behind? I, I don't know, man. Um, I, I mean, mean she knows everything yeah, now, the... right? Like, so mm. she could I know, don't know that pruning Loki. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm assuming, right? She if killed, she is he who remains. She killed he who remains, we think. And that's uh-huh. the only thing we can say for sure. And it fucked up the timeline. It fucked up the timeline right. from the TVA's perspective. You're right. I'm making a ton of assumptions about her assuming his position and now being kind of the well, she that's who the remains. Other thing. We haven't said talked about this, but like you know, uh, he puts out a good point that like that the worst thing that could possibly happen to the TVA, which is all these timelines not getting pruned, has happened, and yet nothing obviously is bad other than the fact that the loom is not handled to equip you know that this state. But like if you modify the yeah. loom, maybe things are, are fine. Maybe they've been lied to this whole time, etc. Perhaps, or perhaps it's going to be exactly like he said and end up with, you know, another war and he just ends up back where he is, right? Yeah, uh-huh, 100%. So, I don't know, we'll see. Um, so, o- Obi is able to, well, he closes the blast doors and Loki's not back yet, but uh, he's pulled out of the time stream just before they close and he kind of launches at Mobius and they both kind of skid to a stop inside the blast doors can we talk about how delightful the design of owen wilson's suit is please <laughs> it's as funny as the suits from last season of for all mankind were uh the okay. the, the uh-huh. helio suits um but even more so like there's just something really funny about little Owen Wilson's face in this enormous hero, not big hero number six outfit. And then when you he walks past and he's he's attached to this like three foot diameter dryer hose. It's just really I mean, it's just really funny. This like and especially since behind him, you can see another rad suit and it looks completely normal. <laughs> Oh, I didn't even notice that. It's like a completely... And, like, the idea is, like, did he get the, like, giant, fat, rotund suit out that's meant for Modoc, the big head guy? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Or is, does it get, did they just get inflated to that size because of whatever weird time shit that they have to do? I don't know, man. You know what it reminds me of? It's uh, the, the, the Mondo aliens from the Fifth Element. The, those yeah. like walking turtle looking yeah yeah things. yeah yeah because yeah. it's that big and round and then yeah the thing that cracked me up was that dryer hose attachment it's like three feet it's in so diameter. big it's so big and so bulky and inconvenient <laughs> yeah. and also like when um ob is giving him the final warning he's like you know you gotta you gotta do this you gotta do this you gotta do this and owen wilson's like eyes are like crossing over and he's like barely understanding and then he's like but the suit's going to age away, and if it ages away completely, then your skill's going to pin away, then you're going to get old, then you're going to die. And Owen Wilson's process, and then he notices this giant crack in his helmet. He's like, wait a second, is this faceplace cracked? And Obi just slaps duct tape on it, and then like slaps him on the ass and get out there. Oh, man. Like I said, I was rolling this whole, this whole, this whole episode. Yeah. 
And I got to say, the time loom is gorgeous. Yeah, it's a beautiful piece of filmmaking. And like when he was going in there and like the time waves are blasting particles off of him and it was kind of like as pretty as I've seen in like it is like late game annihilation. I mean, not nearly that terrifying, but like Mm -hmm. in terms of like how beautiful it was, it's just, man, there's something like golden yet rainbow about the light. Um, I love how it was like twisting and kind of turning like as a living thing. Just really cool. Mm -hmm. And the way it's like splashing onto his suit and aging parts of it as it hits and like, yeah, it was a really well realized, well visualized scene. Yeah. Um, and then the final scene of the episode proper B-15 sees how much hardware and personnel that Docs is summoning to go after Sylvie and doesn't buy it she's like something else is going on here yeah and this yeah, is the big I mean, kicking the doors open questions that I have like if you're gonna if you're gonna shrink Loki down to one timeline I like that they kick this door open I'm very curious about like what does what does General Docs know? Does she have some kind of contingency plan given her to her by he who remains in case, you know, timeline like, you know, is she preparing to fight the Kangs? Is this all overabundance caution of dealing with Sylvie? Like ah, yeah, I I'm I'm mm-hmm. uh I'm really Is it dealing myself. with something that Renslayer's out there doing cuz she's still out there monkeying around? I don't know. Mhm. But we'll find out more about that next time. Yep. Uh, there is a post-credits sequence here, in case anybody was wondering. Oh, uh, shit, really? Uh-huh. You didn't see you this? You caught the post-credits sequence? Oh, I, I, the, a post-credits sequence on episode one was not on my radar, dude. It was wow, not on my okay. radar. Well, did they do this all the time it. last season, too? I feel like they did. Uh, yeah, so I, I didn't I, I didn't have a post credit sequence on episode after episode one season two on my bingo card, but through the magic of podcast editing, I did check out this post credit scene. She appears in a random field in Oklahoma in nineteen eighty two and walks to a nearby McDonald's, looks around and sees everybody enjoying peak eighties American life. Back when chicken and nuggets were new. Back when chicken nuggets were new, when when they had the McD McD and they kept the the hot side hot and the cold side cold, the magic of foam containers. Uh-huh. And she says, "I'll have, I want to try everything." Mm-hmm. I don't know what's that. That implies to me like that she thinks of her job. That this to me reads like Thanos going to his planet after the snap and like enjoying. Like she thinks that she's going. She's she's freed the timeline yes. and she's now going to enjoy her hard won freedom. And this, little does this, she know. <laughs> to me, it reads a lot like Kang acted last season when he suddenly didn't know everything that was going to happen when he hit that threshold. Ah. It, it, it Just saying, like, I want to try everything, to me says there's a whole new world of experience that wasn't open to me before. Now mm-hmm. it is. Let's do this. Yeah, I agree. So is it possible that she has experienced, you know, eons of time like he who remains had and given up that position just now here in 1982. I guess it's possible. Um, I don't think it's much different. I mean, I, I guess in the thousands of years, um, cause like I, yeah, my, my, my initial reaction is, yeah, she just walked walk through the time door from the end of time 
after killing Kang and is now like, ah, I've done it. I can I can enjoy the okay. the spoils of war. Um, that could be it for sure. Wait till she tries Szechuan sauce. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta wait for Milan to come out, though. Uh, mm-hmm. That's it for the Loki podcast? I think so. Yeah. Uh, we have feedback in the every podcast, but we are doing a hurry-up offense on Loki. The only way we could really cover it, uh, since we don't get screeners from Disney, is to essentially cover it the, the next day. So uh, not a lot of time for feedback to build up, but if you'd like to send us uh, feedback for the second show... Uh, on this one or your predictions uh, any any easter eggs that we missed i i understand this whole 1982 references to some kind of famous thor storyline uh you want to keep clue us into any of that stuff uh, marvel at baldmove.com otherwise we'll see you next week to see if uh, loki can keep the the fun times going uh thank you for listening if you'd like to find out what else we're doing right now uh we just got finished with ahsoka we're looking to start a bunch of different things. Actually, we're kind of a little unsettled. We're considering doing uh, Fargo for all mankind. There's True Detective coming up in the new year. Killers of the Flower Moon later next week. Uh, tons of stuff we're doing all the time. Follow everything that we do on our social medias. At Bald Move everywhere, except for tw- uh, TikTok. We're at Baldest Move there. And if you want to start the Loki season right, get ad-free feeds and more, tons of bonus uh, footage. We're going to be doing an off-the-clock show, a bonus podcast next week about the new Caitlin Deaver alien invasion movie. No one will save you. No one will save you, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, talking about the, the Wes Anderson um, short films that they're doing on Netflix. Uh, you get all that and more at support.baldmove.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. Later. Later.